It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. Friday morning, the 3rd of July. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. The formation of a tripartite government has made it difficult for the new Taoiseach, Micheál Martin, to avoid disappointment from within his own ranks. From a Fianna Fáil perspective, giving jobs to its new partners, Fine Gael and the Greens, meant there would not be enough jobs to go around if all of the party's senior members were to take a place in government. There was disappointment for Thomas Byrne when he wasn't appointed to Cabinet and some confusion locally too that a newly elected TD was propelled in over him. This week, however, Thomas Byrne became a Minister of State, being appointed Minister for European Affairs. It is the most important of all of the junior ministerial roles and all the more so at a time of looming recession compounded by Brexit fears. And we're joined by Minister Thomas Byrne now. And a very good morning to you, Minister, and to thank you for joining us. And indeed, uh, congratulations on your appointment. Uh, thanks very much, Michael. Um, I'm absolutely delighted. It's obviously uh, a key role. It always has been, but, but particularly at this time. Um, and I'm going to be spending a lot of time reading myself well into the role uh, at this point as well, because it's, it, I think what, uh, what needs to be done here is in terms of just maintaining uh, and developing the relationships that Ireland has built up over many years and in recent years as well uh, to ensure that you know our interests uh, are protected uh, in the context of Brexit and generally, of course, within the European Union. And that's never been more important because it, it could be the case in other countries that, that you know, public opinion, political opinion can move on from Brexit uh, onto other issues which are which are equally important as well. So we've got to keep uh, our own interests on, 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 on the, 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 the front foot uh, in, in, in these talks and over the next coming weeks and months. OK. And as we try to come out of the other side of all of this, uh, we're obviously facing into a, a massive bill, a, a massive deficit. Uh, we're looking at 25, 30 billion euro, possibly more and uh, certainly more uh, if we're to create the kind of of stimulus and invest in that on top of our, our debts. Uh, but there is EU money available uh, and uh, some of it uh, will uh, be uh, easier for some countries uh, to draw down on than others. Uh, what do you hope from an Irish perspective? Well, look, I mean, obviously the negotiations on the 
financial framework of the EU are going to be taking place. I think that's that's going to ad- dominate the agenda in Brussels over the next few weeks. Um, and I know that the German presidency certainly is hoping uh, that agreement will be reached um, at the next European Council meeting. The European Council is where the uh, Prime Ministers meet on the 17th and 18th of July in Brussels. And I think that will be a physical meeting and I think the first one uh, for some time. Um, so that's going to be really, really crucial. I think there was some concern, I suppose, at the start of the COVID crisis. Uh, the European Union maybe just wasn't, you know, as responsive as perhaps, you know, the citizens would expect. Um, I think a successful outcome to this European Council uh, in two weeks' time, I think, would be really, really important to make sure uh, that, first of all, that the, the, the EU is set on, on a good course for the next few years, uh, but also the public confidence and citizen confidence in uh, the EU is maintained as well. And also, of course, the uh, in terms of, um, you know, the, the, I suppose the economic benefit that we get by virtue simply of our membership of the EU, but also the, the practical realities of it as well, uh, in terms of, in terms of financing that will be available, I think is going to be very, very important. So that's, that's obviously very, very important over the next few weeks. Should we be looking for EU funding? Well, I mean, there will be there will be various uh, streams of funding available. I mean, for example, I mean we're we're coming at the right moment. For example, in terms of the the whole green agenda and the the climate change agenda, in terms of the 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 the, the, the green European deal, um, there 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 may be some billions coming from that uh, for work that we have to do in terms of transition, in terms of agriculture, uh, in terms of resilience. I think that's going to be very very welcome. So. So, so that's that's all now uh, up for discussion, and it's, it's part of my agenda. And what I'm having at the moment is lots of meetings with officials uh, to read myself into all of the details of this, because obviously, while like every member of Dáil Éireann, uh, we keep a very, very close eye uh, on uh, Brexit, on European affairs. Uh, clearly, my own focus uh, was on was on other issues, strictly education, uh, up until last week. So, so I think what I'm doing at the moment is, I think, very importantly. Uh, trying to make sure that I have the, the fullest possible mm. understanding of the detail of, of everything that's Anthony, happening. We've a poor experience, though, of uh, taking European money, haven't we, uh, in terms of a, a crisis. One of uh, the prices this time around may be uh, to agree to a common consolidated corporate tax base. Um, look, I mean, we we have, um, you know, made our position very, very clear in relation to taxation. I think taxation is obviously uh, a national issue. Uh, that's obviously, uh, you know, I suppose that's reiterated indeed in the programme for government. Mm. Um, it's a national competence. We decide what our tax rate is. Uh, and that's not something that uh, we are willing to uh, compromise on at all. But that's we won't be deciding the terms of very low interest loans or grants for that matter. In, in relation to the, the corporation tax rate, I mean, I'm not sure what the connection is to that, but the, 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 the corporation tax rate has been set. It's set in this country. It's very, very clearly our policy. And I think at every opportunity, uh, Irish governments and including this government have, have re, uh, you know, stated very, very clearly uh, that the corporation tax rate uh, is ours. And that is something that is really, really key uh, to our economic uh, future, but also just for, for decades past as well. Okay, so you're saying that there won't be an agreement from uh, the Irish side to, to the CCTB, the Common Consolidated Corporate Tax Base. We 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 have consistently said that our position uh, in relation to corporation tax and uh, the corporation tax rate is 
um, a matter for 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 for, for, for national competency. And I think that's really really important uh, that that's maintained. Okay, even if that means uh, that we don't avail of grants. Uh, I, 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 I'm I'm not going to get into the details of negotiations mm-hmm. over the airways. In fact, it would be very very reckless of me to do so. Uh, two days into my role at this particular mm. point, Mike. Fair enough. And as you say, it's a complicated role. You have to read yourself into it, uh, but time of uh, the essence, uh, and uh, it'll be a baptism of fire in many respects because uh, there's a lot of pressing uh, issues, uh, not just uh, these European issues, but Brexit, as you say, and then there's uh, the everyday practicalities. I mean, uh, the European Union offices in Strasbourg and Berlin are like mini cities. Uh, there's uh, a very complicated network uh, of systems at play, no doubt. There'll be plenty of officials to talk you through all, all of that. Uh, you'll have to establish a, a relationship with Simon Coveney, of course. Uh, and uh, it- That's obviously, I mean, I think in this in this particular role, Michael, mm. relationships are actually the key. So there's key relationships there. My predecessor, Helen McIntyre, paid tribute to her for the relationships mm-hmm. that she's built up uh, in Europe. Now it's my role uh, to take on them and to continue those relationships. That's, that's a really key role of the Minister for European Affairs and Obviously, you mentioned as well the relationship with Simon Coveney. Mm. Uh, and yes, I had a good meeting with Simon Coveney yesterday and we agreed uh, the type of work that I would be involved in and also just in terms of the officials. I met the officials with Simon Coveney, the Secretary General, and the the, the, the senior EU officials as well uh, to work out exactly mm-hmm. uh, the information that I need and the reading I need to do and the interactions that I need to have. And I've started, I've started uh, contact with MEPs as well. I think that's very, very important. Sure. But, you know, they were all on, uh, oh, speaking yeah. off the one hymn sheet, I suppose, mm-hmm. in terms of what the national interest is. Uh, of course, uh, just spelling out for our listeners, uh, the change uh, uh, in terms of your role and uh, the challenge that will uh, come about as a result of that for you personally. Uh, and as a, a TD, you're a very busy person at the best of times and have been uh, for a long time now. And indeed, uh, I'm sure uh, that uh, you're out every evening and you're travelling the country and so on. Uh, but uh, you'll probably get to see less of your family as a result of this role. There's an awful lot of travel involved in it and an awful lot of overseas trips involved in it. Uh, is that of any concern to you? Um, no, I mean, look, I mean, what I said, you know, the other day applies to this job as much as any, or applies to the job at TD, whatever it is. I mean, this is this is a job of, of service. This isn't really an employment or a profit-making operation. This, this is public service. Um, and I think when you're called to serve, you serve, and it's a privilege, as I said, uh, to do that. So whatever I'm asked to do, I do. Um, obviously, I mean, the, the, the role of a politician has serious effects on family life. I mean, that's not new. Um, but it's also not a cultural complaint either. I mean, people choose to go into public service. People choose to go into politics. So so whatever arrangements people make uh, as regards our family, I'm very grateful for the support I have for my wife and my children and my, my wider extended family and friends as well. I think that's very, very important. I think most yeah. politicians would say that that's absolutely essential. But this is a role, um, I suppose, that... You know, it's it's a role that I'm very excited about. It's a role that I'm very interested in. But also, Michael, over the years on your show as well, you would know that I would have been a spokesperson at various points on European issues for the party in terms of referendums. Um, when I first uh, qualified as a solicitor, it was actually in the EU law department of, of a law firm in Dublin. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of the member of the National Forum on Europe. This is something that I have worked on on and off, not not predominantly over the last, number, uh, last decade or so, but it is an issue that I have um, serious... Uh, interest in and in fact I've been a delegate 
uh, from our party to our European yeah. party, uh, Aldi, um, and have been on the council of Aldi at various points as well. So, so, so I suppose it's in some ways it's a natural progression of something I, I would have been seen as an EU person within the party, and I, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to getting into the uh, the bread and butter okay. of this particular role uh, over the next few weeks, okay. and, and you know, putting yeah. our best foot forward on Absolutely. behalf of the country. Yeah. I think and it's really, really important. And we wish you every success with it because it is. Uh, I think everybody should agree at least that it is very important, uh, and in the interest uh, and very much so in the interest of all of the people in this country. Uh, Do you believe uh, that the government is in crisis less than a a week since its formation? uh, There's an open revolt taking place in your party. Well, I wouldn't say there's an open revolt taking place within the party. Michael Moynihan said uh, he'll be a thorn in the side of the government. That doesn't sound like a member of Fianna Fáil, let alone a loyal one. I, 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 I didn't hear him say that. I mean, when I was on your show on Monday morning, I expressed my own personal disappointment. Uh, I've not been selected for cabinet at that particular point, but I also said that, as I said, a public service is a privilege, not a right. This is None of us has a right to be in any particular office. Um, I think when we're asked to serve, we do that, and there's you, different ways people can serve. Willie O'Dea has added his name to a, a, a growing list, uh, saying uh, that Micheál Martin has insulted the people of Limerick. Well, look, I mean... I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, certainly, I, I can just contrast it with myself, Michael. I mean, I took a disappointment personally for a short time. I certainly didn't take disappointment on behalf of uh, my constituents. I think my constituents and constituents all over the country, many of them are suffering. A lot of jobs have been lost, particularly in the uh, the private sector. Mm. There's obviously a huge health issue. Um, a lot of children, I think, are beginning to suffer because of the lack of education. Um, and I think, I think that that is something that I think politicians and political figures need to have a wider perspective on. Um, and I think that we, we can, you know, there are times in politics when disappointment comes and that's natural, but it's, it is, I, I certainly would not agree in wallowing in disappointment. I don't think there's any well, scope for that. Well, if that's what they're, is that what they're doing? I, I'm, I'm not going to say that, but I certainly... Well, well, I certainly well, what are you I, saying? Well, what, what I'm saying is that I think that we need to have a wider perspective on... It on, sounds to on, me like on, you're on, saying they're wallowing in disappointment. No, what it I'm sounds saying as is... Though, it, well, it sounds to me as though you've got a problem with them making the statements that they're making publicly. Well, what, what, all I can say is I can contrast whatever... I and mean, you've put some of them statements to me there now that I haven't heard before, but I mean, I can contrast what I said, which is to express natural disappointment, but also say that we have to move on and we have to recognise the serious economic health and other crises that are facing the well, country. It's I, think that, I think that the government needs to to, to have the full support of, 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 of members of Dáil and obviously with the opposition doing, it, doing its job, I'm, mm. not, I'm not saying that. But well, there's no doubt that the government is in trouble. I think the only question is to what extent that trouble uh, extends to. It's not just Fianna Fáil. Fine Gael have problems as well. Joe McHugh, John Paul Field and Michael Ring uh, making uh, their own views known publicly. Uh, but uh, it seems as though there's the likelihood of a heave against Micheál Martin. Uh, and if, let's say, uh, and I think this is a likely scenario, or a, certainly a possible scenario, you had the likes of Derek Cleary, Jim O'Callaghan, Michael Moynihan, Eamon O'Queeve, John McGuinness, Mark McSherry and Mark Daly uh, on one side, Micheál Martin on the other side, which side would Thomas Byrne be on? Well, look, I can absolutely tell you that my 100% support uh, is for the Taoiseach, Micheál Martin, and the government, the government of three parties that he is now leading, uh, because I think the country badly needs, I've said this sometimes, the country badly needs government and direction. It's now it's now there. Could he survive think, a heave with, with that amount of clout behind it? Well, let, let's be honest. If, if the government is not successful or if, if government policies aren't implemented or aren't given a mm. fair wind, it's the country that will suffer, actually, because, I mean, the, the truth is, 
uh, that the unemployment crisis is there that we weren't expecting before the pandemic, the health crisis mm. is there, the mental health crisis. I think it's absolutely essential uh, that the government gets, you know, gets a fair win now uh, in, in, the, in the next few months because the country badly needs it. But you, 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 you obviously concede that or, or could envisage that all of those names I listed uh, could line up against the Taoiseach? No, well, actually, no, I can't, because none of them have said that they'll do that. They've, one or two have said there'll be a ton beside some of the names. I can say definitely not uh, uh, to be involved in, in, in such activity, because I, I would know that. Jim O'Callaghan keeping a, an eye from outside of the government on what the government is doing. I think you also have to read what Jim O'Callaghan said, and Jim O'Callaghan is a close friend of mine for many years, too. I mean, Jim Jim has said that he supports Michael Martin and, and wishes the government well, so I think I think that's natural as well. I think every Member of Dáil Éireann. Well, I think every member of Dáil Éireann feels a, a real sense of responsibility at the moment uh, to ensure that you know the, the economic crisis that the country faces that we're lifted out of it. Um, and I think that, I think that's what we should be focusing on in whatever role that we're in and whatever personal disappointments we have are natural, but they need to be temporary as well. Uh, and we all need to make sure uh, that we are doing our job. And by the way, doing our job also means questioning government too. So that's whether that's from the backbenches of Fianna Fáil or whether that's from the opposition. There's no difficulty in that. Um, all of us who, who are ministers, all of us in government need to be held to account. That's required by the Constitution. So I don't think uh, when people do, if people do that over the next few weeks or ask questions or maybe disagree uh, with certain aspects of policy, um, that shouldn't be an issue. I myself at various points have have disagreed with direction or have had internal discussions, even arguments. I, I personally tend to keep them under the, under the radar at various points because I feel, you know, this is a team, it's a team effort and the team decides and then we go with what the team decides and that's, that's certainly my attitude uh, in government. I think that's the best for, for the party, but more importantly now that the parties in government, I think that's the best approach uh, for the government. And there'll be issues, I'm sure, within government that I don't agree with. Uh, and I will make my views known, but I mean, the gov- when governments make a decision then, uh, I think it's incumbent on all of us to... Um, uh, to do that, um, you know, there's nothing more natural or more appropriate uh, than having discussions about what is the best way forward for the country. Okay. But when the government takes a decision, then I think it's certainly incumbent on all of us on the government side uh, to support that and to recognise that, I suppose, the position of politicians and their own positions uh, and, and, and jobs are not really the primary consideration uh, of the citizens of the country at any time, but I, I'd have to say particularly at this, at this particular juncture as well. Minister, thank you very much indeed, and congratulations once again on your appointment. Thomas Byrne is a Fianna Fáil TD for Mead East and uh, the Minister for European Affairs.